Welcome to another episode of the Persuasion Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. Hey guys, so you know that every time I end an episode, you hear the sound... So if you guys would just listen until you hear that at the end. Hey, everyone. I'm sitting here with Gina, and she was with the company 31. And I'm excited because I have never spoken to someone who left this company before, and I don't know too, too much about it. I do know that it's named after a Bible verse. I believe it's Proverbs 31. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's it. Okay. Which is ironic, right? Because it's so A ironic. little bit. <laughs> um, so when did you first start with 31 hand, is it 31 handbags? Or I mean, I guess they have other stuff too, right? Or they just have it's, handbags. It's 31 gifts. Gifts. Actually. Okay, gifts. Yes. So I started in September of 2009. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a link on Facebook posted by a woman I knew. I clicked it. Uh, I made a list of things that I liked, not not even for myself, but as Christmas gifts for my nieces. And I was just going to place an order. So I flipped through the online catalog. And, you know, as we know, at the end of the catalog is the enrollment kit. Mm. So I get to the enrollment kit and it contained every item on my list with the exception of two items, uh, both of which were, you know, in the $15-ish range, but the enrollment kit was $99, and my list was over, I think, $275, so I asked the woman if anything would happen if I, you know, bought the enrollment kit, and she promised me that if I didn't sell anything, they don't ask for the kit back, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. So I enrolled and I I think maybe because I was not recruited at all, I went into it without those icky feelings of, you know, hey, hun, have you ever thought about doing what I do? I I went in willfully and and very naively and ignorantly. (laughs) I relate to that a little bit because with Primerica, I asked someone about life insurance and I did not know it was an MLM and that's when they were like, let me come over to your house and talk to you about it. And that's when it kind of started to, you know, like, Hey, you can do this. You know, you can also sell life insurance, but that did not last as long as, as you do with this company. Mine lasted about two <laughs> weeks. I didn't even get my yeah. license. Um, I went on for a little more than two weeks. Yeah. I was like, this is a cult. And I left. I was like, you're in a cult. I told her that I was like, you're in a cult. Bye. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely different. So yeah. So was this your first MLM that you were in? Ever. First and only. I had never attended a home party. I did not understand why people attended home parties. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't. I didn't understand about uh, the uh, hostess rewards, so mm-hmm. to speak, that that you get for hosting a party, and how 
um, I mean, that very dynamic is so crazy, right? You tell your friends to come over at six and bring their checkbook. And and if, and if you all will spend enough money, then I will get more stuff for free, not you, but, but me. And that's kind of weird. isn't Yeah. It's like, yeah, you really want to help a friend, but like, yeah. Yeah, it's just the way it's the pressure. This this Mm -hmm. is the mistake that I made from the start. And again, I was in no way recruited. So I was I was never pressured. And and that helped me to continue to be super naive to how all that pressure works. Yeah, that's um it's definitely rare that you know you were not recruited. And it's also rare that you were in this one MLM and not any other MLMs because I've spoken to so many people who were in multiple MLMs, like anywhere from like, you know, three and up. Um, I think Savvy um, from Savvy Writes Books, she's my friend with a YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you heard of her, but she interviewed someone that was in like, I don't know, like 17 MLMs or something crazy like that. So um, it's really rare just to be in one so, um, so obviously you were not hesitant about it and I, I was hesitant okay. um, about actually selling. I was, I was dead set against selling because to me, that was a very embarrassing thing to do. Mm-hmm. I had a career. I was a professional and was proud of what I had achieved professionally. I was not about to tarnish that by becoming that helmet hair, elastic waisted pants lady walking around, <laughs> walking around Target. Yeah, you want a catalog? A, yeah, shaking a catalog at people or right. carrying that bag with the clear vinyl window that says, right. ask me, is- uh, ask me for a catalog. You know, I told myself that if people came to me to order things, okay, but mm-hmm. this garbage of doing parties was not about to happen. So right. 11 years and about five hundred parties later here we are almost 12 years now actually that's a long time and it's wild because I interviewed someone who was with Beachbody for or I think was it seven yeah seven years I believe and then I spoke to someone who was with Amway for seven years and I mean, that is a long time. And they got into that company, like the one guy, he was still a teenager. I think he was like 19. So like he, like his whole young adulthood, he spent in an MLM company. You need therapy because <laughs> right. the, the emotional manipulation is you don't even know. You don't even know yeah. until, you know, it's deep. Yeah. don't know until you're in it right so until you're out really <laughs> uh, yeah or until you're yeah until you're out yeah you don't know when you're in it because sorry i'm half asleep i mean all my <laughs> listeners you guys know that i was on this wild like i was on a trip but then i had like this wild thing at the airport i spoke about that last week where i was stuck there so i'm sleep deprived still <laughs> as i'm interviewing her um but So let me ask you, like, while you were in it, did any of your friends or family members, you know, tell you that it was a scam or a pyramid or, or did they all just go along with it or did they just support you? How did that work? I'm going to answer that with the disclaimer that I am not in the habit of asking others what they think of my choices. Yeah. So, uh, 
Not really, <laughs> because um, I'm I'm not taking a poll uh, on what other people think about what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But uh, one time, one person and only one person told me that if I kept a true and accurate account of my time spent working mm-hmm. and my expenses down to the penny, that I would see that even during the years that I was making over 200K, mm-hmm. that I was getting paid very little. Um, other people occasionally offered arguments from time to time. But to be honest, and I say this now as someone who clearly sees the fraud of an MLM, the arguments they offered were simply not valid in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, there were mostly some misconceptions. Um, the misconception that, uh, that, you know, you have to buy all this stuff, you know, for me, that was never true. I, I, I wasn't buying all this stuff. And inventory loading. Uh, and yeah, and some right. MLMs do encourage the inventory loading. And, and so specific to 31, you know, all I really thought initially was this is something that costs you more money than you make, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't worried about that because I can do math and I can not spend more money than I'm making. And I've heard so many people talk about how they ended up with a mountain of debt due to their MLM experience. Mm -hmm. And at first it really annoyed me so much because I'm thinking, okay, well, duh, why would you spend more money than you're making? Or why would you spend more than you can afford? Mm -hmm. Right? Because in my brain, it's that logical. But now that I'm out, I do clearly understand why people do that. Now, I didn't do it, but I understand now how it happens. Mm -hmm. The, The pressure to achieve and to earn incentives and to earn trips and to earn those head pats from your upline. And to make your peers say, wow, you're really good. Mm-hmm. For some people that results in this immense pressure right. that, that does make them put orders on a credit card. Yeah. Uh, the, the things that I understood to be true about MLMs prior to becoming indoctrinated by one were basic. I mean, I understood that these companies make a ton of money off of the sales field by requiring the sales field to buy a lot of products and supplies. And in the beginning, this was the exact opposite of my experience with 31. They, they gave us nonstop opportunities to earn the things that we needed. I, so I was never going out of pocket to buy new products and not even catalogs because we were always getting those things as incentives. Every time I turned around anyway, I would get a new enrollment kit for example, every six months, just for holding the training meetings for other consultants in my area. So, and when we held those meetings, 31 provided me as the trainer with tons of free product to give to the consultants attending the meetings. Yeah. And so one of the things that I heard through the dream podcast was that they said, um, something that they said about a woman who was on my team in 31. Yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to have you address that. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I thought it was like, Hey, if y'all heard women's work on women's work on the dream, she knows the person that was in that episode. That, that woman is an, 
an extremely successful top performer in 31, I would mm -hmm. say I let, I quit before the end of the sales year, but my guess is that she is in the top one or two sellers in the company. Um, and, and she's good at what she does. But one of the things that I heard have heard said a couple of times now in that um, series is that she's spending tons of money buying products to give consultants at her meetings. And that's just not true. We got those for free from 31. Mm -hmm. We did not purchase those. Now, in the beginning, it did not last. We would get so much product every time a new catalog was launched, mm -hmm. literally by selling the same amount that I would have been selling without the incentive, right? So for the first several years, people would try to argue with me about how all this is all a big scam and they would offer, you know, but you have to buy so much and that's their argument. And I could shut that down right then and there because I wasn't buying Jack. I was right. getting so much stuff for free that I was giving away stuff, you know, using it as gifts for my party hostesses. But over time, that was taken away from the sales field, just like everything else that was, I mean, they took everything. By the time I quit, you know, they had, they had cut who you're getting. It was a lot. They, they took everything away. Yeah. So, they don't want to lose anything, any money. That was probably so too much for them. In the beginning, all of these things that are, you know, the hallmarks of, of these scams, you know, where you have to buy so much and all that. I am sitting here going, uh-uh, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. because I, I don't have to buy anything. I, I am just, I am le legitimately selling product and earning these incentives and, and I'm not doing that, but here's my mistake from the beginning. I thought that because that's what I was doing and that's what I was teaching my team, mm -hmm. that that's what they were doing. Yeah, that's but it's not, but so many of them are, are so wrapped up in that pressure to get right. the head pats, to get yeah. the accolades, to be able to say, I earned this $50 bag. Yep. That, that's that's crazy. 150. Mm -hmm. um, so were, so I know you, so you didn't have to purchase it, but were you encouraged at all to do, to do that? No. I, wow. I, and, and I realized that this is, this is, and maybe this is why you don't hear a lot of former 31 consultants, um, ripping on them because this company really did not do that. Um, there, you know, of course we had a conference store, um, and there were all kinds of branded things in there, but we also, and I, I told my team this all the time. And to this day, the people who were on my team will laugh and make fun of me because I always said that Turvis Tumblr and those branded sticky notes are not going to make you any money. Yeah. It's costing you money and you right. spent so much money to get to conference and now you're going to go buy branded sticky notes. You know, don't do that. But yeah, you but told them that, does, but other people probably didn't tell it you doesn't know, stop the pressure. It doesn't stop the, Ooh, I want this. Yeah. It doesn't stop the, the idea that if you're wearing a 31 t-shirt, right. Then people are going to stop you and say, Oh my <laughs> gosh, are you, you seriously a 31 consultant? Can I buy something from you? Right. Which 
absolutely has never happened. That's what I was going to ask. I don't think that ever happens. (laughs) (laughs) That's like people that ride around with the stickers on the back of their cars or it's crazy because my husband. I had a sticker with my name and everything. I had a sticker. (laughs) Not, not for long, but for a couple of years I did. Yeah. My husband sent me a picture the other day and it was someone who had Tupperware on the entire side of their vehicle. It wasn't just a little sticker. It was like their car was wrapped in the word Tupperware. There are plenty of 31 ladies who have their cars wrapped, who have um, 31 uh, customized license plates. You know, it'll be three, one. And and that costs extra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And why? No one stops you and says, holy cow, I've been dying to meet someone who sells these. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's never happened, never, right. ever. But it casts that vision. It it makes people say, oh man, if I get big enough, I can totally get my car wrapped. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then everyone on the Facebooks will, will say, oh my gosh, you're so cool for having that. It's the weirdest thing ever. Right. It's super weird. Uh, because the company's named after a Bible verse, which still blows my mind cannot even believe that but Mm. did they use religion a lot to um like just in general like did they talk about a lot like in groups or privately um or you know just did they bible thump like did they use that a lot with you guys this is a touchy one and one that's definitely not going to make me any more popular for addressing but uh here we go (laughs) Yes, go ahead. <laughs> but but not in the way that you probably expect them to use it. Um, religion was used as a battering ram, a hammer, a paddle. It was used as a way to shame and scold the sales field. So, for example, this company has quite a track record of screwing up every launch of everything ever. Um, I mean, everything from an outlet sale to a new catalog to a new line in the catalog. You know, we were constantly uh, doing these these launches where uh, there would be a new line like children or men's and then the product wouldn't be available for the first month or two months or something like that. So so it, it was anything they would get us in the sales field to go hog nuts pumping everyone up our teams and our customers for something to happen at say noon on monday then noon on monday comes and the website is down or all the prices are wrong or they actually launched the thing at 6 a.m instead of at the time they told us they were going to launch it and now a ton of stuff is already sold out and the work that we did to so carefully prepare for this right was pretty much wasted because they didn't get their act together Mm -hmm. so then the sales field has valid complaints right because after it happens 478,612 times honey girl, believe me, we are over it. And the next thing you know, we're having a little come to Jesus meeting. And it was always with a man from somewhere in the company, whether Mm. it was with the husband of the former CEO, or if it was with the VP of sales of, of the day, because that job was a revolving door. We're being lectured 
with scripture and scolded for wow. how we are not being grateful wow. for, oh for the founder's vision. And the Lord didn't oh. create us to piss and moan. And why can't we just wow. be thankful for our big paychecks? Wow. Well, let me tell you why. <laughs> because <laughs> the founder's vision was to make a whole bunch of money. And she yeah, did. Exactly. What does that have to do <laughs> with whether or not you wasted my weekend as I'm supposed to be promoting this event and then the event doesn't happen like you said it was going to happen. And yeah. So, and why are you telling me that the only way I can be grateful for my paycheck is to completely ignore your failures? Why are these two things confused in your message to me at all? Yeah, like, they diverted actually, it off to the, like they tried to divert y'all's attention and like put it onto something else like yeah, that has nothing to do with that. That's in fact, right. Why do I even need to be grateful for my paycheck at all? Because we had a contract and that contract said, if I do this, this, and this, yeah, I will earn that. Right. right. That has nothing so, to do with it. You're supposed to be getting these... a paycheck. I mean, that's what they said. So what is that? Why I... would you be grateful for something that you're working? Like, I mean, I mean, I know I you're supposed to be grateful, things. but in life, but that I did has... these things and I was paid the money and not one penny over. I, so please help me understand where the Lord comes in. It was, it was the ultimate spin. It was the oh gravitron gosh. of emotional manipulation. Oh How dare you criticize our failures? Don't you read your Bible? You heathen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay. It's, it's outrageous. That's insane. And then like, so I think this is like one of the companies that was not, that was not founded by Mormons. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Which is, I mean, a lot of them are founded by Mormons. And so they use a lot of those tactics, but the only other time that religion really felt uh, like an emotional weird thing was when they came under fire for the fact that all of their product was made in China. And what we got was um, a lot of propaganda about how one of those Chinese factories was owned by a woman. And I'm not sure why that makes a difference, but that was, you know, but they went gushing over that. And then it became, um, and I quote, we are all God's children. Wow. So no one should be critical of the fact that their product comes from China because Chinese people are also God's children. And I mean, and they are, um, <laughs> but yeah. But how is that relevant? To it's whether not relevant at all. Made like, in the U.S. or in China. Right. Wow. That's so with the founder, you told me a little bit off of, you know, when we were not recording about the founder and didn't they, and I, and I don't really remember everything, but didn't they like, like she's the founder, but she's not, she doesn't own the company anymore. Right. That is my understanding. The company okay. was sold some time ago to, uh, an investment group, really. Uh, I, and I'm, I can't really, I can't really speak too much to that because I'm not, I, I know the company is sold. She's no longer the president. She's no longer the CEO. Uh, she is the founder and there's a different CEO and there are different owners now. Right. Yeah. And she's still listed on the website as the, the founder, but like, she's just the founder. So, well, they have to keep a familiar face facing yeah. the sales field. 
and no one else works there anymore. So, so you were high up and that is very rare with MLM. So that's all you've ever, that's all you knew, you know, but most people, they don't make the money that you made. Exactly. So I did not get in when the company was new. The company was several years old by the time I started, but I did get in when the company was relatively unheard of in my area. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to uh, rocket to the top of the pyramid yeah. in very, very little time. In, in 25 months from my enrollment, I was a, a senior executive director. At that time, there wasn't a level above that. Um, later, another level was added above senior executive director. But I was a senior executive director for most of the time that I was with the company. Yeah, that's, that's rare. And so you were making this money. I mean, but I mean, of course there were issues, right? So there's website issues, there's launch issues, there's, you know, all this stuff. Did you find yourself defending this company a lot? Like to, to other people, they're like, oh, well, they're made in China. Oh, well, you know, did you have to defend that at all? Or, you you know, at. At parties, I would occasionally have a Vera Bradley uh, lover go bonkers (laughs) on me about how 31 is made in China. And what most of them were not aware of was that Vera Bradley is also made in China. And so what I would do was ask them to turn their Vera Bradley bag inside out and show me where it says it was made in the United States. Because what I knew was that it hadn't been made here in, in some time. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, no one ever was able to produce for me a tag that said made in the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, it always ended up being a learning experience that yeah. actually your precious uh, grandma quilt bag is also made in China. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could have that could have gone either way because lots of them were made in the United States <laughs> and uh, I, and I don't know their bags well. So right. I couldn't look at one and say, you know, well, that's the one that's made here. or That's the one that's made in China. It just mm-hmm. happens to work out that way, but it isn't hard to dispute the made in China thing because the people who are telling you this are holding a phone that was made in China. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you, if, if I tell you to go home and every single thing in your home that was not made in the United States, throw it out the window, toss it in the yard. You wouldn't have anything left. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, tons of things are made in China. Um, and you know, but I mean, it's a, like, let's say I purchased something that's made in China, but I'm not going through like a rep, you know? So, um, I mean, it's, you know, right. it's different with, with the MLM. It thing. doesn't make it okay. Nope. But if you're going to come for me because something's made in China, then mm-hmm. look in the mirror because right you know yeah like yes. that so using religion a lot was the founder so she was super religious obviously right and i just what was she mormon i just wanted to know. no oh. no um and they weren't they the only time truly the only time that they got preachy or sermony was when the sales field was justifiably upset that they had botched something that could have been big for us. Right. Otherwise, you know, you would get, um, for our training meetings, they would say, you know, here's a, here's a good place for you to share a testimonial or a devotional, but never was it, never was it pushed. 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, I, the the person I know that does sell 31, I think I only know like one person that sells it. I know them from church. So it's like, you know, oh, Proverbs 31, like, you know, they are religious. They, you know, these this is a Christian company. So, you know, I'm going to go with that one. I think that they... They call themselves a faith-based company. They okay. are very specific to not refer to themselves as Christian. Oh, okay. They are a faith-based company. Okay. Yeah. Right. Even though Proverbs comes from the Christian Bible. Well, it's the <laughs> Old Testament. So really, okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that's good for the Jewish too. True. Uh, True. Yeah. yeah so it's, they, it's they Old thought Testament about that. Stuff. Yeah. They thought about that. So with all of this, tell me what led up to you leaving that was like the final straw where you were like, I'm done with this company. So you have the, the launch issues and, um, you know, like you're not getting, not being able to get the product. Right. So what else was there? I could not keep representing this company when I could not trust a word that they were saying to me. Mm -hmm. If I asked a business question in a business meeting with people running their business, mm -hmm. I would either be ignored completely or I would be told that I have a bad attitude, but I could never just get an answer to my question. So yeah. if I ask you, what's five times five? And your answer is that I should be more positive. There's a problem here. <laughs> right. If I ask you a question about inventory and your answer is that I have a bad attitude, you're hiding something. Someone is lying. So, you know, a positive attitude isn't a replacement for facts right. in business. So mm -hmm. answer my questions. Don't right. try to scold me into silence. Right. Answer my questions instead of lecturing me about having gratitude for someone's vision. Yeah. So Answer they my question. They tried to deter you to something else. Like they tried to take your attention off of that and then put you onto something else. Including calling me at, at, at night at home and telling me, I used to be rough around the edges like you. And I learned that you have to be more positive. Oh Listen, gosh. being positive doesn't pay my bills. Right. You and have so to be realistic. If you can't discuss business facts with me. It's a fraud. It's a sham. It's manipulation. Mm -hmm. It's propaganda. It's lies. You're telling me when I ask a question in a meeting, there's one woman who works for home office who is quote terrified and panics and asks if they want her to delete my questions. What does that tell oh. you? I'm out. I left with one of the top sellers in the company still in my first line. I left with paychecks of thousands of dollars a month still coming in. Mm -hmm. I left with the Christmas season and a new catalog underway. I yeah. left because I worked for over 11 years to build a customer base that trusted me and knew that they weren't being lied to and I was not about to betray them. And if I can't do my job with integrity, I won't do it at all. And that's exactly what my resignation to the company stated clearly, which they promptly tossed and started threatening me about how I can't join another MLM. Like, for the love of basic cable, I will live under a bridge before <laughs> I will be involved in another MLM. Right. Because now I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I and they were it. just trying to silence you. It's like basically like a gag order. So mm -hmm. they sent you, um, they sent you these letters to not speak about the company. Right. And then 
they sent you a letter to make sure that you got the letters to not speak about the company. Yeah. They they wanted me to, they said that, you know, it started with, well, you have signed these NDAs. And Mm -hmm. so we want you to sign this one too. Um, No. All right. If I have signed things, then I've already signed them. Right. Right. Like people, like, you know, if someone owns their own business, they don't have to worry about someone saying, hey, you can't talk about this. You know, here's a non-disclosure agreement. There are like all these terms and conditions. So, I mean, when you sign up with an MLM, you are, you know, you have to go by what they say. And a lot of people, they don't read that fine print in, you know, whenever they click that, you know, that accept thing button you know, online and there's so much, a lot. Yeah. It's It's a a lot lot. that goes into it. It is very telling that you were actually making money, but you morally could not keep doing it. So like, you know, people who make like all the money, like I don't even say money talks, money screams. So a lot of people would keep on going just because they are making money and they want to make money. But when it comes to where you're like, Hey, this is not morally right. You know, like, and then they stop doing it. You know, it just says like, this is so shady. And, you know, they feel like, you know, like they, with good conscience, they can't keep doing it. And that's just so telling about these companies that that's how much of a scam they are. I made a huge mistake, a huge mistake. Even as a major skeptic who does not trust anybody, who didn't even plan to sell because I saw that as very embarrassing. I fell for it. I fell for the incentives. I fell for the fake and conditional approval and head pats. I fell for the idea that since I was teaching my team not to spend money, not to buy products to earn incentives, not to blow a grand in the conference store on branded t-shirts and sticky notes, that they weren't doing it. I fell for it. I thought that since I taught my team not to go out of pocket, but to earn what they need in the next incentive, that they weren't doing it, but I was wrong. I've had so many people tell me that they or their wives have rooms full of product that they bought. And it breaks my heart because I didn't teach people to do that, but that doesn't mean they don't do it. So I thought that by encouraging my downline to book parties and sell products to earn incentives, that's what they would do. And some do, but more of them get so pressured by the hoopla Mm -hmm. to earn the incentives. They'll buy whatever is needed to hit the mark and say they earned it. So So they end up paying for it they'll spend money out of their family budget to get that free product or be <sighs> able to post that graphic on social media right. saying, looky what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a pack of women carrying on about how fired up they are to get the thing that's being given away, but which is actually not being given away at all because you have to do so much to earn it. You might right. as well have paid for it. Right. That will make a certain person feel left out and not good enough if they don't earn it too. Yeah. So they'll do whatever it takes to earn it, including literally buying more product than they'll earn by buying. So just think about that. That peer pressure and that hoopla is that powerful. If you Mm -hmm. you have to sell 
$250 worth of product to earn that $50 bag, but you only sell $150 in product toward earning that $50 bag. The answer is not to spend $100 to get the $50 bag, but yeah. they do it. Yeah, they so do it. Many They're of like, them oh, I'm so it. close. I'm so close. I may as well just do it. And then I can talk about it. And then in turn, that will help me recruit more people or sell more stuff because I'm doing so good in my business. And then they can say, woohoo, I earned it too. So yeah. I thought that by not doing the hey, hun nonsense, mm -hmm. that I wasn't like the people who did that. I thought that since I attracted, instead of puking my catalog all over everyone all the time, mm -hmm. that I wasn't like those people. And you know, most people really don't know how to go about direct sales in any way other than to repeatedly post on social media. If you want anything, let me know. Yeah. Or like posting pictures of themselves, drinking shakes or wearing weight loss stickers all over themselves. Yeah. Like, good Lord. Great. You're covered in stickers, but how much do you weigh today? Is it less than yesterday? Right. Have you lost one ounce since you started wearing stickers all over your arms and your boobies? So they don't know how to attract. So they just bark sales all over everyone with the emojis and the multiple fonts. And when that face. doesn't work, they switch companies. Yeah. And I didn't do that. And I didn't teach that. And so I thought that that made it different, but it doesn't matter that I didn't do that. Right. I still dragged hundreds of women into it with me, which the hundreds that I dragged in became thousands. I mean, this is a massive downline. My, mm -hmm. my downline sold over 14 million in the time that I was in. But That's a lot. It, that was my mistake. It didn't matter. I, I dragged women into this with me and tons of them lost money. I was wrong. In, in just over 11 years, I do have two friends who tell me that what they learned from me in 31 gave them the courage and the confidence to pursue their big, big dreams. But you know what? Two out of thousands mm -hmm. is not enough. Yeah. Because and, I, mean, I have a whole bunch more who lost confidence, who lost money, who left feeling like they were failures. And, and you know, I was so naive that I didn't see it. Yeah. And I've spoken to a lot of people who've been in MLMs. Um, I had someone as a guest who, um, who was a PhD. So it's like they don't discriminate on education level. Like, anyone can fall like anyone no matter how much education you have how smart you are like because it is a cult and they use these tactics to you know slowly start brainwashing you and a they lot all of all use the bite yeah the bite <laughs> model and for those of you who do not know which i've spoke about this before is um steven hassan's bite model which b-i-t-e behavior control information control thought control and emotional control yeah, so they use these tactics and um, a lot of people have felt guilty because they had they recruited people and those people lost money, but you know, it's not their fault because they were brainwashed into this. It's the company's fault. All of this, all of this stuff needs to be directed towards the company, not the reps. These reps fall prey. The company knows exactly what they are doing. Yes. Yeah. So I want to put that out there that people should not feel bad about that. I mean, I know, I guess it's human nature too, but it's the company and we need to go after these companies um, instead of 
people who sell for these companies or that, you know, recruit. And the better the company is at doing the touchy feely, Mm -hmm. um, the, the more, uh, likely the sales field is to fall prey to that. You know, we're all one big happy family here Mm -hmm. and they don't see behind the curtain. They don't, they don't see that the company is doing and saying what they have to do and say to get you to behave in the way that they need you to behave in order for them to make the most money. Right. That very basic principle is Mm -hmm. completely lost when these women, you know, they, when, when the, when the leader of the company says, Hey friend, (laughs) because she doesn't know your name. Right. Then, then how are you my you, friend like you're not my friend don't call me that like then don't you even know think my name. that you're friends because they're friendly with you right and and lots of people have that thing um you know bill clinton can sit in your uh shed with a dirt floor and and sweat through his clothes and talk to you like he's never loved another person more it's a thing that that people have and, and it works. You feel important. You Mm -hmm. feel seen and heard. And, and a lot of women never feel seen and heard in their everyday life. Right. No, nobody ever goes for me when I get dinner out of the oven. Right. Yeah. They love that, that (laughs) praising that they make them feel good. And they also like, um, like like sisterhood or like they have like this group and they have like their downline their upline they're all like they have like maybe a group chat going or something they feel important they feel like they have these people to rely on they like the feeling of having this um you know being surrounded by people who have the same thought process as them so they like that the way that feels sure yeah so I've and, noticed and that it's encouraged you know if if people didn't celebrate, encourage, and reward me, mm-hmm. then they were haters, right? Isn't mm-hmm. isn't that how everyone today rationalizes and justifies ignoring yeah. what they don't want to hear? I mean, that's really not MLM specific. Right. Women in general are the absolute worst at immediately saying, well, if she doesn't like me, it's just because she's jealous. Well, right. no, sometimes it's because you're a horrible person, but right. yes we were encouraged to embrace the sisterhood and surround Mm -hmm. ourselves with like-minded people and form mastermind groups and Mm -hmm. with our peers that keeps you from hearing the doubts and the questions. And it keeps you from thinking clearly about all the things that you have been indoctrinated to believe and accept as fact. They tell you that they care about you. They care. I, if, if people questioned the business, it's because they're uneducated and they don't understand. Now, I did make true and wonderful friends within that community. Mm-hmm. And many of, of, of whom are, are people I still talk to every single day. Yeah, today. I was going to ask you that. When my mother was sick, and especially when she died, those friendships, oh, I'm going to cry, <laughs> rescued Aww. me. The cards that came in the mail every single day, the people who drove from two, three, four wow. states away to lucky. stand to stand in line at her service wow. and hug me 
just to hug me and turn around and drive back home. So those were genuine friendships. And I'm so glad you got that. I am so glad you got that. Eternally grateful for those friendships. I am less grateful for the gut-wrenching ugliness that comes with working with thousands of extremely competitive women who are being emotionally manipulated and don't realize it. Right. I'm I'm glad you got that because a lot of people, they don't, you know, like they act like they're your friend and, you know, but the moment something like real life happens outside of the MLM, you know, they're not there. Or the moment that you leave the company, they cut you off, they block you, they stop talking to you because they just say that you are a hater you know, you don't, you didn't work hard enough. So I'm, I'm you're, you know, your story is very unique compared to others. It's, it's so different because first of all, people don't make the money that you made. Most people don't. They also don't have genuine friendships like that, like you, like you had or have. So it's, I'm, it's I'm so still glad. hard for me to say how much I regret my participation in this. Um, because, uh, because of the fact that I did make incredible friendships with so many really, really At least you got that out of it. That's yeah. I don't regret that, but I don't know. You're very lucky. I've never heard of that. I've never once heard someone out of all the people and I've been doing this for, oh my gosh. So August will make three years ago. I've never spoken to someone who told me that they had, they actually had genuine friendships. Everyone has told me that they completely cut them off whenever they left and they were not there for them in their personal life. So, Oh, lots of them completely cut me off before I even quit. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least you have some of them, right? You have some tons, tons of people already hated (laughs) me long before I quit. Yeah. But uh, but those true and genuine friendships, yeah, uh, I've never are, heard that. that are still important to me today. We're yeah. getting ready to go on a trip in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think I told you about it. Um, and, and there will be stops on this trip to see people who were a part of my 31 That's experience incredible. who I can't wait to see and, and hug them. Are they still with the company though? The genuine friends that you made. One of them is. Oh, wow. Uh, I feel so awkward. Like, uh. but, but she, <laughs> but she is, um, she is not a, you know, Obama books, Obama tapes, Obama books on tape type mm-hmm. of consultant. You know, she likes the stuff. So she gets stuff for herself. If you want to buy stuff from her she'll place an order for you but Mm -hmm. she has a a whole life that is not involved 31 engulfed in (laughs) yeah that would still be hard for me because all of my friends and family know how i feel about mlms it is so hard for me like i have friends people who have i consider friends that do sell for an mlm um, and we just don't talk about it because they, they know how I feel and they know never to bring that up in front of me because they just, just know. imagine I'm so hard what, for though. <laughs> what a complete jerk I feel like every single day being so against MLMs today because of my experience when every day because I did it for so long and I did so much I see people who spent money with me 
mm-hmm. and supported me. They, those people put food on my table. Right. Those people put shoes on my kids. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for that. And it is hard to now say, yeah, but About that. it's actually really bad. <laughs> right. Because, because then I'm a hypocrite, right? Well, I mean, you know, everyone makes mistakes, you know, and I made a huge, huge mistake. You did, but I mean, you learned from it. You have some friendships out of it that are good, you know, that are great. And that's, that's accounts for a lot. And now you're speaking out about it. So, you know, it was just an experience you went through and that was a big chunk. I mean, all those years, it's a long time to be with a company and, you know, you're so fresh out that you're still in that that state you know like when someone first leaves so i am still realizing huge yeah. mental and emotional i know uh, i know battles uh, things that i that i know aren't right that that mm-hmm. i just that are just lost that i yeah. just i lost those things somehow mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not your fault though you know and i you know that right you so get you get sucked in. Yeah, it's not your fault at all. You know, it is the company that did this. I don't want you to feel like, hey, I, I messed up. It's all on me. You know, it's not all on you. You know, they, you know, it's it's a cult. You know, I was so it's really, like, I was really naive, really yeah. naive. I mean, it happens, you know, and I think that's why they like to especially, and like you, you didn't experience this because you actually you know, saw the back of that catalog and did this, you know, yourself, but they, they, you know, if they see a single mom who is vulnerable and they need to make money or, you know, if they see anyone that's vulnerable, that's the people that they like to, they are taught to go after those people because they're at a vulnerable state. So they're more likely to get sucked in. Um, so, you know, and that, that's what they do. You know, it's an easy target for them. You know, your situation is so different from anyone else that I've ever spoken to um, on so so many different things. But at the end of the day, you left like other people left. And that's huge. And that's something that you should definitely be so proud of, for real. Like, it was really scary. Yeah. It was really scary. <laughs> yeah, this is your life for all these years. So you're so used to doing all of this stuff day after day. How can I... How can I turn my back on all these people that I have been telling for so long that this is great? How, how do I just turn my back on them and say, actually, this is not good. I mean, you didn't really, you know, you didn't turn, the company did this, you know, the company did this. And um, I'm hoping that your story will have other people see that, you know, maybe make them leave hopefully i mean i don't know if they're ever going to listen to this episode they may not um hopefully they do hopefully someone does along the way because i mean it'll be up forever but you know and those people have all they're also going to feel the same way you did because they're also telling people the same things that you told them you know and the people that they told they told you know so they're all in this situation it's it's hard yeah i know i know it's it's hard to feel like a jerk all the time (laughs) i know i know you're not you're a good person because your conscience said i cannot do this anymore even though you were making money 
like you did not choose money over your morals and that is that is so big that is so huge and that should tell you you know tell yourself that hey i am a good person because i chose my morals over a paycheck it taught me that um if i am constantly harping to not not go out of pocket don't buy stuff don't don't buy product to earn incentives or to get to your next level or whatever mm-hmm. what that does it doesn't make people not buy product it makes them not talk to you about the fact that they're buying product. buying product right and so now you're oblivious to the fact that they're accumulating debt mm-hmm. and and the whole time I'm just patting them on the head saying, you're doing so awesome. You're so great. Mm-hmm. When really, you know, they're, they're not. And, right. and I can't help them because I don't, I don't really know what's happening. Right. And, and all they're trying to do is get the recognition and the woohoos and, mm-hmm. and the accolades. It, it's the, the pressure is, is unbelievable. I mean, your job as a leader in an MLM is to cast the vision and influence the field. You hold immense power over some of those people. Mm -hmm. They see that you're so happy and you're getting recognition and they want that too. And that is so dangerous. It's very dangerous. That's where you get into people spending money on credit cards that they can't pay off. That's where you get into people changing so much about themselves to emulate the leaders that they admire. That is so messed up. It is is. so messed up. I made a huge mistake because I didn't see what was happening. I fell for it. And then I had people falling for what I was doing because I fell for it and I believed it. And all of it was emotional manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that does not fall, like, you know, like when they knew what they were doing, you know, and you're so fresh out of it. Um, you know, it's like, it's hard to find the words to say what I'm supposed to say, what I'm not supposed to say, you know, cause I know that you're so, it's so fresh for you. Um, I, I do know that, you know, I'm so glad that you did not stay in it. I've heard of people, um, divorces happening, people committing suicide. I mean, it's just, it's insane. I'm, I'm just glad that you saw the light, even though you were making money, you still saw the light and that it did not go so deep to where, you know, something awful had, you know, happened, um, you know, in the long run. I just, I, I do, I really truly hope that people in your downline that were in your downline, that they can hear this and, see the light. I mean, that's the only thing we can hope for, right? It usually doesn't go that way, though. <laughs> I know. I know. Because what's the chances of them typing in anti-MLM podcast, anti-MLM oh, YouTube video? As, as, as soon as one person hears that this is out, uh-huh. everyone is going to know that this is out. And it right. will be very much talked about. And that's fine with me because yeah, that's I'm not, fine. I'm, I'm not saying anything that's wrong. Yeah. You're um, being and, real. You're being real. You're being raw. And, but, but the response to it will be that it's sour grapes, you know, she's just that. bitter mm-hmm. and you know, that's their go-to. 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, but it's, you, it's, it's, it's the not, other leg in the pants of, well, she just doesn't like me because she's jealous. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, is that why would you be jealous whenever you were making a ton of money? You could have easily kept making a ton of money and dealt with their BS company, but instead you spoke up and you know you are trying to make a change and that is so commendable and for There's anyone always listening, a marcia 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 right <laughs> for anyone listening to this episode if you are with this company if you know who this person is that i am speaking to right now just know that she is so brave for speaking out and it's not because she's a hater it's not because she didn't make it because she obviously could have very well kept going I just hope that you understand that when you are ready to leave, if you are ever ready to leave, there is a whole community, an anti-MLM community that will not shame you at all. We will be here for you and we will give you that love and support like you feel with this company, but this is going to be a genuine love and support and we will support you and we will be there for you. I will provide resources. If you need a job where you want to work from home, I will help you find a job where you can work from home, making an hourly or salary income with benefits. I will help you personally reach out to me. I will be there for you. I want everyone to know that. If you want to own your own business, then own your own business. Right. Like actually own your own business mm -hmm. because you don't own this business. You, you can't not. own a business that someone else owns. Right. You have you no say not... over the, the packaging, over over anything yeah over anything when something releases over the the patterns on these bags like you don't have any say over that you can go get a tax id number for free you know and you can start your own legitimate small business where you make at least a 50 percent margin and you don't have to purchase things every month you don't have to recruit um you don't have to do any of that stuff you will be a legitimate small business owner and i will shout you out i am all my family owns small businesses i own a small business i will support your small business i will put you on every platform i can think of to help support you and you'll probably work fewer hours than you do oh yeah for with sure. your phone in your hand oh yeah yeah you won't have yeah. to cold message people you won't have to Hey girl, I saw you checking out my right. story. Yeah, well, it was the next one that came up. So. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was so wild is I did an episode on religion and MLMs and I found a great article about how MLMs actually go against the Bible. And there's tons of Bible verses that, you know, it shows where MLMs do go against the Bible. So it's not like, and I will link that down in these show notes too. So if you are, you know, a Christian or I'm sorry, faith-based, as this company says, you, you're going against what's for, you're going against the Bible and their Bible verse that they say, the Proverbs 31, by selling this product. And I will leave that linked. So you can see for yourself, like, I'm not just saying that. And I'm not a hater, I promise you. Um, I'm not. <laughs> so. Are you sure you aren't just bitter because you failed? Oh, MLM? yeah. I'm just so... No. <laughs> yeah. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. <laughs> Naysayer. <laughs> Didn't make it. You, you just know, and don't then, understand. And I, and I also want to put out there, and I probably said this before, but it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you have never been in an MLM and you speak out against it, you've never been in one, so you don't know, so you can't speak about it. But also, if you've been in one, 
you were in it, but you just failed. So you're just bitter. So it's, you know, you're a like, loser. It, right. If, if you have mm-hmm. something to say that they don't want to hear mm-hmm. because it clashes with what they have been indoctrinated to, right. then, then you are dirty, bad, wrong, evil, and no one, no one should listen to you right. because you're, you know, a hater, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's everybody who is saying something you don't want to hear these days is is a hater yeah yeah but i'm I'm definitely not hating on (laughs) on this company or any other mlm well actually i am hating on the company just because i hate the business model and it's just it's an unethical business model it is and there there are no such thing as good mlms i'm very hardcore inside mlm but um like I, i wouldn't even allow an mlm product in my house I do actually have a 31 bag though. I, I told you, yeah, I have a 31 bag from years ago that someone bought me. It's just sitting in the top I of my closet. I have tons of Pampered Chef. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't and, have anything like that, but. And maybe it's the same stuff as they sell at Target. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I like what I've got and I use it every day. But so you know what? The it. company already that's has their money. So that, you're right. That's all I've got. It's not going to do anything. If you throw it out, it's just going to make you lose it. You know? So if the company already has their money, go ahead and use it, you know, but I would never buy anything else in, you know, I would never I can't purchase do it. anything. So I can't. And it's not because I'm not supporting an individual. It's because I'm not supporting the company. I will support a person all day long, but I'm not going to support an unethical business model. I have seen so much horrible, like hurt and just people coming out of these companies have lost everything. You know, I just can't do it morally. I cannot do it. Yeah. So it's hard. I know you're going to get through it. We're here for you. And if you ever need to talk, I'm here and there's a whole community that will be here for you as well. I'm just glad that you're out. So congratulations for being out. Is there anything you want to say to people who may be listening to this, who are either with any MLM at all, um, who are actually making money like you were, or anyone that's with 31? Is there anything that you would like to say to them? It's not harmless, no matter how you do it. No matter if you go against every stereotype, No matter if you never, ever, ever recruit or sell to anyone with a hey, hun type of a (laughs) message. No matter if you never once slide into some innocent person's DMs to try to get them to spend money with you. No matter if you teach your team to sell instead of buy. No matter if you think you're doing it ethically. it's, It's never okay. It's not harmless because... No matter what, no matter how, you are influencing people who are, are not able to discern what, oh, how do I even say this? The influence is incredible right. and that's where the harm comes in. Mm-hmm. The influence is more powerful than you know, and that's that's where damage is done. Period. Right. That's where the damage is done. I agree. I agree. 
Well, thank you so much for being on here and you are welcome back Thanks. anytime. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode and I give so much props to her for speaking out and I'm so glad that she's gone. And I hope everyone has a great rest of the week. The amazing person that I just had an interview with, she had some other things that she really wanted to say. So if you would please just take the time to go ahead and read the show notes down below. That would be absolutely amazing because what she had to say and that I put in the show notes is really important to her and it's just important in general. Thanks. (laughs) 